This is the Ridge Hunter Outdoors podcast. What's up, everybody? This is episode 49. You're stuck with just me today because everybody else was busy, so we didn't get to do our normal show. What I wanted to do, what I guess I'm still going to do, is talk about this past week, first full week of season here in Illinois, kind of recap what we all saw when we went out, what's going on on the cameras. And like I said, I'm still going to do that. You just won't get to hear from the other guys. I'll be speaking for them, which I'm sure they won't mind. That said, I got some housekeeping stuff to go over first. Um... If you've been keeping up with us, if you're subscribed, if you follow us on Spotify or Apple or you go to the website every week and check the podcast there, you'll know that Full Draw Fridays are now a thing. That's a new episode I'm going to be doing every Friday, at least throughout the season. It may become an all-year-round thing. We'll just have to see what how that works out. That is going to be where I talk about more of the management stuff, the strategy stuff, the habitat stuff and things of that nature. We'll, I'll pull from articles for that episode like we used to do on this one. And I'll do question and answer there. So if you got questions, unless they're specifically addressed to somebody um, for the regular podcast, then I'll answer them on the Full Draw Friday episodes. The first one of that is up. Like I said, it's those are not going to be on YouTube until we get some video going again. But you can still find it anywhere else you can get your podcast. Uh, the Ridge Hunter Outdoors podcast. It's under the same name. It's just going to be a new installment. So pretty excited about that. Hopefully you guys enjoy it. And then that will allow this one to be more like what it was last week, uh, episode 48. If you haven't listened to that one, go check it out, and you'll see what this is going to be more like going forwards. More of us just sitting down and talking about what's going on with the season. Like through the summertime, we'll talk about the food plots and what we got going on with that instead of more of the like I said, the strategies and the management stuff and pulling from articles from the magazines. And we'll try to have some guests on here so we can kind of do the same thing. Again, I still have some, several guys that I've met at shows or just talked to that I'm going to have on at some point. It's just a matter of scheduling right now. So we'll have them on and then that those will also be on this, this uh, episode, these episodes, I should say. The other thing I've got, the... Videos from Nate's food plots on his property where he killed that 178 last year. They are up on YouTube now, so you can go look them up. Ridge Hunter Outdoors YouTube page. If you're not subscribed, do that. If you were subscribed, you already knew that that came out. So thanks for that. We do appreciate it. Leave some comments on there if you like it, if you don't like it. Uh, what you guys got going on. We always want to hear from the audience of how your food plots are doing. Did you get caught in the drought? That some of ours did, or did you get them in early enough? Did you get them in too early? Uh, what happened to them? Let us know how they're doing, if you're getting deer on them yet or not. All that good stuff. So you can leave that in the comments. And then I will also have the video from the cabin coming soon that I've been talking about. I didn't get to do as much there as I wanted to. It just got too late, and I decided it'd be better to leave things the way they are for this year and come in in this, this winter early spring and do the bigger projects there. But I did get the video shot from putting in those plots that'll be coming up this week and then there's another one on mock scrapes and how we do those and how we use the scent for that it's going to be coming out this week as well so 
that's all I had for housekeeping. Now we'll get on to what I wanted to talk about, which is just kind of a recap, like I said, of the first week, first full week of deer season, and then the past this past weekend, which was youth season here in Illinois. We saw several people kill nice bucks this week, and several of the youth hunters were successful as well. I got many messages on Facebook, text messages about some nice deer that went down in the area. I know there were a lot of people who didn't have any success too, so it's kind of one of those deals. If you were in the right spot, this this cold front that came through really helped you out. If you weren't, well, then you were in the same boat as I am. So I, I tried to come up with a number of how many I saw, but I didn't want to miss anybody. So uh, several good bucks uh, that I'd seen go down this past week. We've had a few come in the shop too. Nothing, I no booners yet that I've seen. A couple that'll push it, but nothing just absolutely giant to write home about kind of thing. I'm sure we'll see some of those here as we get deeper into October like we normally do, and then obviously in November when we usually start to see more of those bucks falling historically. Um, speaking of that, I'd say this week was pretty good compared to other years, previous years. I don't know how exactly it stacks up, but it seemed like with that cold weather coming in, it was better than a lot of years where occasionally... You know, we'll have 90 degree weather for the first week of October. And we're still, like today, I think it's up to close to 80. But we're supposed to get some rain pushing through tomorrow and Wednesday. That's going to bring some more cold weather with that. So we're looking forward to that. And then even, it's supposed to get even colder next weekend and be lows in the high 30s, or um, excuse me, high 20s and low 30s for the beginning of next week, end of next weekend. So that's pretty exciting. Hopefully that'll get the deer up on their feet a little bit earlier in daylight, whereas that time of year, uh, the notorious October lull, as it's called, uh, whether you buy into that or not, I think there's a lot to be said about it. Um, there's been studies done like MSU. I just saw a post from them on Facebook where the October lull doesn't exist because deer still move the same amount during that time of year. Obviously there's a lot of variables that go into that location type of deer, um, age group of deer, where they have to go to get food or where they're bedding at, that kind of stuff. Uh, just geographical location within the country. But while uh, obviously they have the data to support that they're saying there's no October lull, it would, interesting, it would be interesting to me to see if those are mature bucks moving in daylight hours because as deer hunters, that's really what we care about. It doesn't really affect me if does are moving and does and fawns are moving all through the night just as much as they are any other part of the year i want to know if the mature bucks are up on their feet in the daylight moving uh longer distances obviously they're still going to move the same amount every day and if you're around their bedding you're probably going to have a better shot at them but there are times obviously everybody knows where those mature bucks are especially that middle of october they're not going to be as antsy getting up on their feet, moving farther distances. So if they're not betting on your property, it's going to be a lot harder to take them to harvest those deer, I should say. So hopefully, like it's back to what I was talking about, that this colder weather that's coming in gets those deer on their feet a little earlier, gets them moving a little farther, and we'll have some chances here coming up in the next week. Hopefully you guys will see the same stuff. If you guys have been killing deer, feel free to send us that stuff too. We always talk about if you got any questions and all that. To send it in, 
if you you guys are having success and killing deer, we'd love to hear about it. So you can go to the website, RidgeHunterOutdoors.com, and uh, our email is on there. I think it's RidgeHunterOutdoors at gmail.com. That's what it is. So if you want to just send them there, send them there, and, you know, we'd love to see it. We'll post them somewhere. Uh, maybe we can do a – we have a Ridge Hunter Sense trophy room on the website, so maybe we can do something on Facebook where we post our listeners' bucks for them and share them around. So – if you're killing anything or having any luck, let us know. If you're not having any luck, you can let us know that too. Questions again, like why you might not be seeing them or just what you're seeing in general because obviously the more data we can get, the better we like it, the more idea we're going to have of what the deer are doing, not just within our area. Um, that's why I like talking to so many different people throughout the season in different locations, different states even, and finding out what deer are doing all over the Midwest, not just here on the three or four properties that I'm able to hunt. So, if you got anything like that, send it to us. We'd love to see it. We'd love to hear from you guys, uh, no matter what it is, good, bad, indifferent. That was pretty much um, the week for everybody else that I was seeing. Now, as far as the Ridge Hunter guys go, personally, I went out twice, one time for about an hour. I went and just hung a camera of an evening. I knew I was pretty safe doing that. I had a good wind for it, so I kind of snuck in there and hung the camera and then set up. Uh, just to kind of observe. I saw a couple does, nothing else. Did see some decent sign in there, so I'm excited to check that camera. It's been up about a week now, almost a week, I think. Maybe a little under. So I'm excited to get out there and check that one. I might do some of that tomorrow in the rain because I have to move a couple cameras as well. And then I have another non-cellular camera that I want to pull the card on and see if there's anything happening there. Um, as far as the cell cameras go, haven't really seen anything to write home about. Big buck wise, had some younger bucks up on their feet in daylight. And of course, the does in the mornings and the evenings, like you're used to seeing them. But I haven't seen any mature bucks yet on my cameras. That's hopefully that's that's why I'm planning on moving one of them. I think there's a better spot for it where the deer are using right now, at least until the crops are gone. And that's going to change things and I'll put it back to where it was. So I'll do that. Maybe, maybe I'll have a little bit better idea what's going on on that particular property. Um, but again, pulling those cards on the non-cellular cameras, I'll have a better idea there as well. But from what I am getting from the cell cams, uh, I haven't really seen anything to get me too excited about it yet. So I'm not on a specific buck yet, except for a couple that I saw last year that I'm hoping are still around. Other than that, though, nothing new on that front for me yet. It's pretty typical, though, of the places I hunt, aside from the one where I have to move the camera, that... I don't really see deer until later in the year. So I'm not too concerned about it yet until it gets into later October if I'm not seeing anything or if I haven't seen anything hunt while I'm out in the woods or on the camera, then I'll start maybe trying to do something a little bit different. But that was just me. I know as far as I know, Jeff's kind of had the same luck on his cameras. He's been out a few more times than I have hunting hasn't saw any hasn't seen any matured bucks some does and fawns things like that dad has been i think he went once him and jeff went one evening he killed a nice doe but other than that no mature bucks again i don't even know if he saw any younger bucks uh, i don't know if either those guys have seen younger bucks yet i think they just does and fawns from what i can remember uh now nate hasn't been to the woods yet but of all of us, he's got the best trail camera picture so far. He went and ran some cameras yesterday. I think he got his cell cams put out and checked all of his non-cellular cameras. And he had some, an interesting buck. 
And I say interesting not because of he's got some weird characteristics or something like that, but if you guys remember us talking about his buck from last year, there was a specific deer we talked about that was just a big bully buck. Uh, we called him, he's probably 115 inches, 120 max, five and a half, six and a half year old deer, uh, eight point that weighed probably 300 pounds, pretty easy. He ended up dying during the season. But while he was still there, he would just run off every other buck in the area. It didn't matter how big they were because he was bigger bodied and stronger than all the rest of them. And he had that mindset that he was ruling the place. So we talked about it a lot. We think if that deer had not died when it did, Nate might not have got his chance uh, at the buck that he was hunting, the one he ended up killing, because that one we're pretty sure was keeping him run off in there most of the time. After that buck died, it allowed his buck to move in and stay on him, giving him more opportunity at it. So that's why I say this new picture is interesting because it's a very similar deer to that one from last year. He does have a bigger rack. Uh, he might go Pope and Young. May, he might fall just shy of it, so 120s, I'd say. And pictures sometimes can be deceiving. I'd say at max he would go 130, but it's hard to tell. Uh, but he he's a big-bodied deer. You can tell he's mature, four-and-a-half, five-and-a-half-year-old deer. And it's, he's kind of worried that that deer is going to be this, have the same attitude as that one from last year and going to keep all his potential shooter bucks pushed off the property. Not that that one's not a shooter because obviously uh, we talked about it last week on episode 48. That's kind of deer that we're kind of looking to shoot the mature bucks, whether they're 130 inches or 180 inches. Uh, we're out there to shoot mature bucks. At least that's what what we're doing and then you know he's a shooter from the aspect of what i was just talking about to get him off there and maybe allow another buck to move in that he would otherwise run off so that was kind of the best picture i think that he got though so still again nothing really to write home about just some interesting something interesting to keep an eye on and to kind of keep following whether that buck is going to turn out like the one from last year and whether he's going to be daylight active, those were all nighttime pictures. So depending on where he's staying, if he's going to be daylighting on Nate's property or not, that'll be remain to be seen. And then if he can catch up with him and kill that buck, it'd be a cool one. So, and again, we'll do some videos hopefully on that kind of stuff as well. If we do, if we're able to take some deer this year, we'll take some video of them, do some videos like that. I'm thinking about maybe doing some video from up in the tree, just different stuff it's not going to be anything like a hunting show yet like i've talked about before but i think it'd be interesting to get some more content up like that so that was pretty much everything from this week that i can think of like i said uh, dad's the only one on the board so far he killed a nice doe i think she weighed 125 pounds field dressed so really nice mature doe got some meat for the freezer um jeff's seen a few deer but nothing mature nate hasn't been to the woods yet Got that one decent picture, and then I've only been a couple times, not seen anything. Um, the other time I went, I don't think I talked about that. Uh, I went back behind Jeff's on the new food plot just to kind of check it out. I didn't see anything that evening. I saw one fawn uh, up the tree line from the food plot, so I didn't see anything coming in the plot, which is, again, not totally unexpected. We'll see... They haven't pulled the camera card on that camera that's on that plot in a while, so I'll be curious to see what's going on on it soon. And then have an idea how much they've been using. I know they've been hitting the clover pretty hard. When I was there the other night, it did look like some of the tops of the radishes and turnips had been ate off. So 
I think they're getting in there and using it a little more. And then I think it'll get really hot after this cold snap that's coming up. And if not then, it's definitely going to be a magnet as we get later into the winter, later into the fall and into the winter time. So I'm not real concerned about that yet. I don't know how much I'm going to hunt it until um, it does get colder and we get later into October again. Just because what we talked about there before, it doesn't really hold any bucks on that small piece, but they do use it uh, during the pre-rut and the rut. So I might not mess around in there too much other than going back to check a couple cameras that I've got up, checking that camera that's on the plots until we get later into this month. Uh, maybe go try it. If I'm not seeing anything anywhere else, nothing else on any other cameras, I might go try it one more time once this really cold weather hits just because it's it's a pretty bulletproof setup. So as long as it's got the right wind, I'm not worried about spooking anything necessarily. But we'll just have to see how that plays out. Um, but like I said, that's pretty much all I had for this week. I wanted to keep it short. I got some stuff I got to get done this evening, and I don't want you guys to get tired of just listening to me talk. Hopefully we can get everybody back in here for next week's episode. Before that one comes out, you'll have another episode of Full Draw Fridays. I'm not sure what we're going to go over yet, but hopefully that'll be good for you guys and give you some things to think about. Last one we did, or I did, was on uh, deer senses, which I think is interesting. Hopefully you guys do too. Uh, I know learning about that um, through the QDMA or the NDA now kind of helped make me a better hunter, put some more things into perspective, and give you different ways to think about stuff. So hopefully that helped. Um, but that's it for the episode. We do have our sponsors still here at Ridge Hunter Outdoors. I mentioned earlier on the podcast, I mentioned earlier that Rodney has been seeing a couple nice bucks, getting some pictures of a few nice bucks up there in Missouri on his Rack's Big Game Supplements pile and his Buster Block from them. Uh, if you guys haven't listened to the podcast or you don't know who they are, Rack's is a veteran-owned company out of northeast Nebraska. They're just a group of deer hunters like everybody listening to this, just like us here at Ridge Hunter. They were looking to get more out of the mineral and feed market than existed at the time, so um, they took a few years and did some research and developed their products. Um, it's one of the best mixes available, in my opinion, from what we've seen, from what we know is in it, from what we know is in other stuff that'll help improve your herd's overall health, and it won't feed the non-target species. He actually told me that he's had feed out and hasn't had a picture of a raccoon in several years, so that's pretty impressive all on its own, right? You don't want to be feeding them uh, when you're trying to feed the deer. They've got minerals, protein blocks, pelletized feed, and meal feed, all specifically designed for whitetails. You can use discount code RHO22, that's capital RHO22, at checkout, and you'll get 5% off your entire order at RaxMineral.com, R-A-K-S, Mineral.com. Or you can stop by the shop here in Wayne City and see what we've got in stock or make an order for what we don't. That'll help you save a little bit on shipping. We do have a little bit of mineral. I think we got a few bags, 40-pound bags, a few 18-pound bags, and then one protein block left. If you guys are in an area where you can run that stuff, stop by and pick it up. Or go on there, use our discount code in order. That helps us out as well. Grandpa Ray Outdoors, mention them. Nate's food plots, our food plots, pretty much everything we planted this year, short of the clover and chicory. There's our own blend, has been Grandpa Ray Outdoors. Everything I planted at the cabin was from them. Uh, they specialize in the best nutrition for whitetail deer on your property, starting with the soil. They've got a full line of uh, food plot seed and plant foods they were actually started in 2015 but john's been in the seed and nutrition business since 1991 they've got 14 different blends at this time you can choose from and you won't have any trouble finding what you're looking for fall spring blends corn and beans switchgrass liquid fertilizer soil test kits you name it they've pretty much got it they're not just about selling their products though john's a really good resource if you've got any questions about what blends would be best for your specific property 
That way you can get the best results possible and you're not just throwing money down the drain. He doesn't believe in like a cookie cutter approach where he's going to tell you the same thing. He would somebody 200, 400, 500 miles away in a totally different area with totally different soil, um, different shade, different moisture, all that kind of stuff. He's going to treat your situation individually just like he should. They aren't about a fancy label or package either. They're about good quality seed and taking care of their clients. Uh, like I said, we've used their seed blends on all of our properties so far this year. We use them on client properties all summer, all spring and fall. Um, the results have been as good as advertised. You guys can see in the videos like the Fry Property vlog and then the videos we did on Nate's property just how good the stuff is. The germination rate is uh, incredible. And then once they do come up, it's really good stuff. The deer love it too. It's all really quality seed. That's why we've partnered with them on the podcast. It wasn't like we partnered with them and then started using their stuff. We'd actually used them on client properties before, really liked it, and then reached out to them and decided to partner for the podcast. So if you want to get a 5% discount from those guys at GrandpaRayOutdoors.com, you can use discount code RHOPODCAST. That's all lowercase, no space in there. RHOPODCAST and get that 5% discount. That'll help save you on shipping. And then we have some of their stuff, their stuff in the shop as well. If you want to stop by and pick it up or order anything else that we don't. That's going to do it for this week. Appreciate everybody tuning in. Hope you tune in this Friday and then again next Monday. Good luck out there. Be safe. Wear your harnesses. Be smart. And we'll see you guys next week. <laughs>